We're here today at the Duclaw Brewing Company, which supplies beer to their Duclaw Craft Restaurants. That's right, really good beer and food together. Let's go inside and see what they're crafting up today. I'm Jim Wagner, and I'm the uh, head brewer here at Duclaw Brewing Company. I started home brewing and uh, took it real serious. Uh, had an opportunity to come to Duclaw back in 98, and uh, the rest is kind of history. My name is Bo Lank. I'm a brewer at Duclaw Brewing Company. I got started uh, home brewing back probably in maybe 91 or 92. I'm Kurt, and I'm one of the brewers. There's three of us right now. I've been working here for four months. I've been professionally brewing for about three years. They got me to come here because they just started. I mean, we have the 12-ounce filler right there that we just used for the first time two weeks ago. My name is Elizabeth Hanfman, and I oversee operations marketing for the whole company. We started in uh, 96, prior to me getting here. The company was founded by Dave Benfield, who uh, is a local Hartford County resident that went to college at Loyola. He was homebrewing in his dorm. Decided around the time they were graduating, or shortly thereafter, that they wanted to open a brew pub, and that's how things got started. We then started growing. We had a second location come up. We started kegging off beer at that location, shipping it to the other. But then once we opened our third location, uh, we needed to really move and get a bigger place. We didn't brew our first beer here until August of 04. This is our only production facility, so all the beer that we make here gets shipped out to all of our locations and any outside accounts that we have. We have our six mainstay beers, uh, which are all ales. We have a blonde, a red, a porter, pale ale, an IPA, uh, toffee nut brown. We make a lot. Uh, we pretty much make anything across the board. Pretty eclectic style. We do Belgians, we do Germans, Americans, high gravity. We do a beer called Colossus, which actually holds the Maryland state record for the highest alcohol brewed beer. And that comes in at uh, just a shy under 21%. 21%. We make about another 16 different styles, which are our seasonal beers that we only brew one or two batches of and they're released and then they stay on tap until they run out. When someone goes to one of our restaurants, they know that they can always get one of the six mainstay beers. If they want a Misfit Red or a Bare Ass Blonde, they can get that but they'll also know that when they go, they can always try something new. One of the beers that we do, Naked Fish, which is a chocolate raspberry uh, stout, it originated as a chocolate raspberry porter, and we played with it a little bit on a much larger scale, and, uh, but it's real close to what it was before. We're now experimenting with the, what we call the Exile Series of beers, which the Exile Series is whenever we have an open fermenter, uh, we can brew whatever we want to in it, and it's mostly more of your edgier styles. So uh, we brewed with uh, various different kinds of coffee, we brewed with medjool dates, we brewed with different spices that normally you wouldn't find. I've done a couple test batches that might see the daylight, you never know, it just depends on uh, opening, having tanks open, the schedule and all that stuff, but I, you know, he's, he wants us to do that, I've had a couple that I've thrown his way. We have Heaven Hill uh, bourbon barrels over there and the beer that we have in them is Double Black Lightning which is a larger version of what we call an American black ale. A lot of people like to call it black IPA. I don't like that term. Not saying it's wrong, just personal. Um, it's kind of a 
oxymoron black IPA. So we, we prefer the, the American black ale. So it's just a, a bigger version of that, a little bit more alcohol, uh, a little bit more uh, bitterness. It's going to be in there for probably uh, another three to four weeks, which will give us about two months in the barrel. And uh, if it's ready when we test it, then we'll get that out in bottles pretty soon. We take a lot of pride in our beer names. Our, uh, our owners come up with the most of them, although there's a couple that I've given him that he really likes, but he's real particular. And uh, it takes us a long time. We struggle with names. We put a lot of thought and effort into it. Not many, not many came real easy. A few did, but uh, not many. And to this day, with new products, we still struggle with names because it's, we don't want nothing too pretentious. But then again, we don't want Duclaw Red. Duclaw Light, Duclaw Stout. It's just boring. And you know, coming up with fun names, memorable names, it's, uh, it's a challenge. I treat beers, I treat food. Um, you know, you're not gonna eat the same foods every day. You're not, personally, I'm not gonna drink the same beer every day. If I'm out mowing the lawn, I don't want a Russian Imperial Stout, although my wife would do that, believe it or not. She has done that, mow the lawn, drinking a Russian Imperial. Venom, I kind of designed that beer specifically for me. It's an American pale ale with a lot of hop flavor and a good deal of hop aroma, but the bitterness is actually restrained. And when I say restrained, it's still quite there, but it's not your typical 40, 50, even 60 IBU. It's down there at about the mid 30s. Just adds to the drinkability of it. So you still get that nice hop uh, punch that you want in a beer, but it doesn't cause that much palate fatigue as say an IPA or a double IPA. Well, the first step in bottling was the 22 ounce going behind us now. So we've been in 22 ounce bottles in retailers for probably the past 16 to 18 months. We just recently got into 12 ounce bottles and I mean very recently. We're hoping that the sales of one will drive the other and vice versa. So uh, bottling machine right here, um, it's been a learning experience. It's just one of those things. <laughs> A lot of moving parts, and I think if you interview any brewer, uh, he would easily agree that bottling is one of those necessary evils. It's just the three of them here. So corporate operations and marketing and stuff at, back at the Bel Air stores where our, our main office is, we've all been kind of doing shifts and stuff like that, putting the cases together, labeling, and there has to be at least three or four of us plus the three brewers on this machine at a time. So we've been working like four hour shifts and then we go back to Bel Air and then do our other jobs. It's been a lot of work, but it's been kind of fun just to see everybody come together and, and volunteer their time. Uh, the capper likes to grab onto it but I mean that happens everywhere you know it's just it's the same it's just learning the system it happens everywhere there's bottles that explode every once in a while but now it's just kind of second nature and then the only thing is the paper cuts and we all look like we're cutters and you know we read Sylvia Plath and whatnot but it's good it's good times <laughs> we're looking to expand subject to production limitations into Pennsylvania and Delaware shortly. Right now we're in Virginia and Maryland. A lot of plans right now, but the growth spurt, uh, we kind of expected it, but our products are really in high demand right now. Hopefully that'll keep going. And we're, we're just trying to take a step back and go it nice and slow. We Last thing we want to do is overextend ourselves to where either we can't uh, keep the product on the shelves or the quality of the product deteriorates. And they're the two main factors that are going to keep us from getting bigger too quick. 
We're also looking to franchise right now. As our bottle products get out there, people get interested in, they'll look into the restaurants, and then we can maybe start putting restaurants in those areas. And then the same thing, the restaurants will probably inspire more people to, to buy bottles and bring them in their retail stores. When all these breweries are opening up, people just like, you know, they know you're gonna steal part of their sale, even though sales just keep going up right now. I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just, as soon as it's out, it's sold. DC is right next door, and they just, there's, I think, three or four places just opened up. Pennsylvania's always had a bunch, and uh, South Carolina, apparently, they're coming up like 7-Eleven, so. You know, Maryland, yeah, they're growing, but it's not as fast as some other states. Well, we've always been more of the social media type. We've never really done a TV ad or, or a billboard or a magazine ad or something. It's just not something we're going to do, but uh, we've always had our email list, but lately, ever since of Facebook and Twitter and stuff, it's, it's, been, it's really been a fun. And just to see, I guess it's more fun hearing about the people talking about Tuklaw, I think before then you kind of put the stuff out there, but you didn't really get the feedback or get to listen to a lot of people and what they were saying. So I think that's been the most, probably the most advantageous thing about social media. We definitely uh, would appreciate it if, uh, if you could stop by or you could pick up a six pack at the liquor store. And if you ever have any questions or comments, you can email us at brewmaster at and we will get back to you as soon as possible. They came down and helped us bottle the last two weeks, so they're having a little more <laughs> hands-on experience and stuff. They come down here every now and then and harass us, so we gotta give it back to them. That's just, I mean, I was wrapping stuff and I'd probably wrap her around one of the cases just to see, you know. here because I got to do more stuff. There I was just brewing, cleaning tanks, and pulling malt, and filtering every now and then. Here I, we do everything. Every one of us kegs, cleans, filters, brews, stands around, yells at each other, yeah. I always tell people that this definitely beats working for a living. One thing I really like to see, and you know, it's been happening quite, quite a lot in the last few years, is people are really broadening their minds to different styles of beer. Many years ago, you know, someone saw a dark beer, they would just stay away from it with the misconception that it's either uh, high in calories or high in alcohol all the time. You know, um, to see a lot of the uh, people trying different styles and the diversity out there is great. And then also just to see the amount of women that are enjoying good beer. That's great to see. If you fancy yourself some really good craft beer in the Maryland area, make sure you try some Dewclaw Brewing. Thanks for watching The Brewery Show. Until next time. <laughs>